you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. If your goal is to level up in life and in business in 2023, then this is the episode for you. Special guest Helen Thacker, all the way from the UK, is a social seller, coach, and podcast host for the Millionaire Mindset Podcast. I asked her to share a bit about her entrepreneurial journey, as well as advice on how we can show up with confidence this year and create substantial wealth as a result. If you love what you hear today, get in touch with Helen using the links in the show notes. Helen, thank you so much for being on the podcast this week. You are coming to us all the way from the UK. I am so honored that you are here on Directly Different this week. I certainly am. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Tiffany. I'm really excited to chat. And um, yeah, we've just been having a little chat beforehand, haven't we? And yeah, it's cool. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, I'm so thankful that we were able to coordinate schedules across time zones, across the pond, as they say, right? And get them right and to show up at the right time. It's that's always right. like a bonus. Yes, <laughs> this went already, so that's cool. Yes, this was meant to be for sure. So to start off, we already know that you're from the UK, but tell us a little bit about you and your family. Okay, so yeah, we are in the UK. We're right in the middle in a place called Leicestershire, which is an absolute nightmare to spell. <laughs> um, but we are actually a family of pretend Americans, I always say, because we've spent so much time over in the US, particularly New Hampshire. Just love it over there. And um, yeah, I have a family. I'm married. I have two teenage boys. It's like, as we're recording this, it's 4 p.m. and it's going dark. And they have literally seen three hours of daylight today. <laughs> They've been in bed. And this is my mom life. So yeah, work. I've been, you know, working as a solo entrepreneur, having my own businesses for 19 years now. And this is my life, um, you know, as a working mom, being able to do this from home with my boys. And this is the dream. And this is what I want to help as many other women create, as I'm sure you do as well. Yes, absolutely. So being from the UK, I would love for you to share just quick, just for fun, do you have any unique holiday or New Year's traditions that we might not have here in the U.S. that you just participated in in the last couple of weeks? <laughs> okay, so for starters, we get like a ridiculous amount of time off work, like public holidays. It's just like we're never at work, so it's great. <laughs> so that's cool. And I think um, I think the traditions that we have here are pretty similar to the ones that you have over in, in the U.S. We do the whole turkey thing, all that food and all that kind of thing. Obviously, New Year's is exactly the same, but I think um, I'm going to give you a food tradition. So okay. to add to the Christmas dinner, we have these things called Yorkshire puddings. And I don't know if you guys know what they are, but I think you call them popovers, but we have them with our turkey dinner. Um, yeah, but savory ones, right? So okay, not my favorite, but 
do you know what the UK does not have the best reputation for food does it um so yeah I'm just going to tell you about that little tradition that we have in our yeah every Christmas so there you go oh that's awesome so it's kind of like a like a pastry with savory filling it's no it's like a, it is like a popover it's like um a batter like a pancake batter that you cook in a little t- in a muffin tin and it kind of grows tall and oh my god I, I don't okay. know how I describe it but now yeah. I have a mental picture okay all yes. right yeah. I would try that <laughs> I just told a friend recently I would love to go on a food tour around the world I think that would be amazing because I love to try new foods and so I would definitely try that if I was on my food tour yeah. <laughs> you, should, you should try it and then move on <laughs> So I would love to hear how you got started in social selling, Helen. I know you said you've been an entrepreneur for close to 20 years now. Well, I should say 19. I don't want to like add years to that, right? <laughs> 19 years. <laughs> but I would love to hear how you got a start in entrepreneurship and in social selling. Yeah, sure. Okay. So I have had quite the journey and it's interesting because yeah, you've just aged me there. Add another year on, but I love it. <laughs> So I'm coming up for 47 years old and it's crazy to think that really it's only in the last kind of year that I finally found really where I was supposed to be kind of led to. Entrepreneurial journey started 19 years ago when I um, started up my own financial recruitment company. I left the recruitment company I was working with and decided, hang on a minute, I can go out and do this on my own. Set that up from scratch, did that for a few years, had a break to have my two boys And then when I wanted to go back to work, because I obviously like most entrepreneurs, we can't sit still for more than five seconds. I started a wedding cake business and that was from my kitchen table. Again, my only experience was like a hobby love of baking and like doing the odd family birthday cakes and that kind of thing. But I went out, learned the skills, started from nothing, created another award winning business And that is where I fell into social selling because I knew that I would be limited to like the amount of money I could earn. There's, you know, one pair of hands here, only so many weekends in the year that I could make wedding cakes. And I was starting to miss my family as well. You know, I was always away at the weekends, either delivering cakes or doing wedding fairs, promoting all my stuff. And so I was introduced to social selling then. And that's when I started um four years ago and dived in literally straight away full time I thought I absolutely love this I caught the vision immediately of like what was possible I'm gonna be honest with you I saw the dollar signs I was like this is incredible you know compared to what I was earning with my cake business I thought right I know I can do this I can start again from scratch this is what I do I start businesses from scratch I make them work I give them my all and off I go And that's what I did. So coming up for four years ago, it was about a year before the whole pandemic. And then I got into coaching about, well, started my coaching journey coming up for a year ago. And I've kind of been coaching my team for, well, for four years, really. I've always loved that side. But yeah, um, really officially since the summer. So it's quite the journey. It's funny how you look back and connect the dots. I think anybody who's listening to this You might be kind of thinking, where is this going? You know, where am I leading to? Just, you know, just follow that path and say yes to the right opportunities and you will absolutely get to where you're supposed to be. I I promise. Yes, that's right. I love the the visual of connecting the dots. I think that a lot of times it's hard to see those dots and how they make sense. Kind of when you do a dot to dot, you know, in a coloring book, sometimes where's this going? And then at the end you look back and you're like, okay, that makes sense. All right. I see why I had to follow that exact path. So I love your story. I think that's amazing. 
So why do you think that social selling is a great way to generate a substantial income? You came from, you know, you mentioned your wedding cake business and it was successful and you enjoyed it. It was something that you loved. You had a passion for it. And that's what we all seek out is something that we have a passion for. But what made you, what clicked? I know that you mentioned that you could, you saw the dollar signs and you saw just a higher potential of what you could make. But why do you think that is a great way to make a substantial income on the side for yourself? For me as a parent, it was about the ability to work around the kids. And I'd gone from this cake business where I was away from them so often. Um, and I had no choice. You know, a wedding cake has to be made for a Saturday because the wedding's happening on the Saturday. And I wanted a business where I was in control of what I did with my day, how often I worked, you know, when I worked and working around my family. Um, I wanted to be present. I wasn't seeing them grow up. You know, I wasn't there for sports fixtures. And this was the whole point. You know, when you have your own business, you're supposed to be. So with social selling, it was the flexibility, first of all, to be completely in control. But also it was the idea of, you know, when I say saw the dollar signs, it was the excitement over what was possible. And I knew that I could create that, but in a passive way and kind of, you know, that residual income that we talk about where it's, you know, we, we build our team, we, we do the groundwork and it might take a long time. It might take several years to do that. But then you can, you know, step into that more leadership role. If you're clever and you set up the systems and all that kind of thing, you can ease off a bit. And I love the idea of that as the future with boys and with my family. And I thought, okay, this is great. Of course, it was about far more than the money. And when we step into social selling, we realize this amazing, amazing personal development industry that we've we've walked into that just teaches us so much and as time's gone on I've just seen benefit after benefit of this amazing industry and being part of it the things that I've learned the impact I've been able to make and it has absolutely been more than about you know what I've earned it's you know it's been about helping other women to be successful and that is my mission now it's about really making sure that women and men but I, I most of my my, um, my clients are women enjoy being in this industry because it's not easy. Um, I want to bring more integrity. I want to bring more honesty. And I want people to be able to do the job in a way that they love, that they feel comfortable doing um, so they don't quit. You know, the statistics are terrible, aren't they? It's like 99 percent of, of people quit before a year's out. And we don't want that. It's not good for the industry. It's not good for it's not nice to have people in your team coming in thinking oh they might quit or you know they're not enjoying it so I'm really on a mission to change that and you know that has become really my passion and and what I love about about this industry is is this been a place where you can build a really flexible flexible working life for you around your circumstances but one that you really enjoy as well Yes, it is just such a wonderful gift to be able to have that flexibility and that freedom. And I love that you're not afraid to say that, you know, the money is a factor. We do have to be paid for our time. Like we can't, we can't oh, just yeah. work for free forever. I mean, I know as moms, that's what we do. And of course, not, <laughs> yeah. you know, we get paid in other ways, but it it's not wrong to desire to create an income for ourselves. And so I love that you added that in, that that was, you know, that was definitely a factor to why you're doing what you're doing. And then, like you said, there's 
you know, pun intended, icing on the cake. And that is the the intangible benefits of the connections and the camaraderie and just the personal development factor. And so all of that plays into it for sure. I think it's okay. I think we need to give ourselves permission to earn money, to want to desire that. You know, my whole branding, my podcast and all, you know, my Facebook group, it's Millionaire Mindset Women. And that's because I want women to feel like they can be unapologetically ambitious about going out and earning what they deserve. Why shouldn't we? You know, why shouldn't we? Men do. And I think it's without being arrogant and without coming across as being unkind or greedy. We don't want those labels placed on us. If we just desire a great life, you can earn millions. You can give it away. You know, if that's what you want to do, great. But there's there are so many good things that you can do with money for yourself, for your family, for your friends, for your community, for charity, whatever you want to do, whatever feels right. And um, so, yeah, go out and earn it and don't apologize for one second. You work hard enough, you know? Yes, 100%. I am with you there. So Helen, it is officially 2023, which is so exciting. I always love the feeling of a fresh start every year. And I'm sure some people listening have the goal to transition their social selling business from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-blown business. And I know that they're listening to you talking about the possibility of creating such an amazing, incredible income and life, and they're getting excited about it. So how can they do this if they if that is their goal this year? Wow. <laughs> how long have we got? <laughs> so, okay. The, the first thing is to get your mindset right. And to really, you know, we have, you have to start showing up every day that you want to work your business, have that list of daily activities that you know, you need to do them bare minimums that you around your lifestyle can get done. And I am a huge believer as a coach and as a team leader, you do what you can and you don't do, you know, you work around your personal circumstances. I'm not a believer in pushing people to like to break down point, you know, um, and everyone's different. So but have that list of things that you know that you need to do every single day, have that daily checklist and then show up and do it. And then the other thing is really taking um, on a practical side on your social media really showing up with that authority and so people take you seriously and this is the thing that I'm like really big on and this is what I coach and that's really creating like a personal brand on your social media you have to stand out because believe it or not and this statistic totally like uh, it took me by surprise when I learned it there are 55 million social sellers around the world 10 million 10 and a half million of those are doing this full time and there's a lot of competition, you know, so not only amongst your own company, um, but you also, you know, you have to stand out as a social seller. And you do that by distancing yourself on your feed on Instagram and Facebook from your company and the products. And you really start pivoting. This is the key. Start pivoting using your social media from a place where it's about selling to a place where it's about making conversations and connections. And that's really what you need to be doing through your content, creating, you know, finding out who your niche is, finding out what your passions are. And it doesn't have to be anything related to your business. But if you are building a business online, which most of us are now since, you know, everything that's happened over the last few years, you really need to be um, taking this approach and that's how you have the potential to build huge and not just with your social selling business, but you can use your social media as a platform to make other forms of income, which is what I've done. 
Um, and it's really exciting times. You know, the idea you can literally pick up this phone and build a seven figure, eight figure business doing whatever you want in 2023. It's pretty exciting, right? Yes. Absolutely. And I love what you, okay, this is such a good point that you made. So we're talking about not being afraid, not being ashamed of making money and creating income and wealth and, you know, big stuff like that. But what you said was, you said, don't worry, you know, don't focus on selling or on sales, but focus on making conversations and connections. And so I love that you made that point. You would think that if we're all about a paycheck, then you would say, you know, you got to sell this much per day. You have to do this. No, that's not what you said. You said we have to make conversations and connections. Such a great point. And we talk about this all the time on the podcast with all the guests. I feel like every time, almost every conversation, it comes back to number one is making connections with others. And so I love that you pointed that out too. So part of becoming more serious about our businesses is being brave about sharing it with others. And I know this is something that people struggle with because in their mind, they can be saying, yes, this is what I want. Helen, you are speaking right to me, but I don't know where to start. I don't know how to show up. I don't know even what that means. People can be thinking that I'm sure. So how can we do this more confidently? How can we be more brave in 2023? This, I think, comes down to practice. And you are not going to get this right first time. You are going to show up. You're going to stumble over your words. You're going to spell things wrong. You're going to go live and feel embarrassed, look embarrassed, you know, and all those things. But know that this will get better. I, three, well, no, nearly four years ago, was the girl who I promoted really quickly when I first started in my social selling business. I had to get up on stage and they said, you need to make a speech and just thank your upline and all this. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had not um, spoken like in front of a crowd of any kind since I was at school, like 30, 20 years ago, whatever it is. And the last time I crumbled, like literally my voice went dry, my knees shook, and it was the most embarrassing moment of my life. And I've been so fearful of public speaking. So I had to get up on this stage. Honestly, it was the most terrifying thing that I'd ever done. And I did it. I, I had to cling onto the piece of paper and hold it for like, hold on for dear life so it didn't shake like a leaf. I, you know, I had this little speech. Oh, it was so embarrassing. I was sweating, my knees were shaking and all that kind of thing. And I did it. And then I remember my upline the next day pushing me literally in front of my phone camera. And like, you're going live now, like off you go, we're live, go, go, go. And again, oh, total mess. But I did it and then I did it again and I did it again. And you know what? I've gone from the girl who was so, 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 so super shy to the person that's now coaching thousands of people. And I promise you, it just takes practice. So you really need to accept that. And it's like everything, you know, you can't get on a bike for the first time and ride it properly. You have to just get back on when you've fallen off and keep going. And the other thing I'd say is it's about feeling confident in yourself. When you're putting content out there, whatever you choose to talk about on your page. And again, like I said, you don't have to have anything that's necessarily connected to your social media, sorry, to your social selling company or your products. You have to have that thing that you genuinely feel passionate about, the thing that you get out of bed in the morning and you cannot wait to share. You're like writing content. It's like pouring out of you like, oh, I can't wait to help people with what I have to say. And when that sort of authentic voice comes through and you're being yourself, it makes life so much easier because 
you have that confidence, you have that inner drive, you have that inner passion. And yeah, it's so much easier to be yourself. You really, really have to forget about what everyone else thinks. Who cares? Who cares? But I do know it's difficult. You know, I know that it's hard. We've all been there. But I think putting the right content out there, the kind of content that isn't asking to, you know, for a sale, asking people to buy all the time where you're giving value-led content, that is is going to reduce some of that friction because actually what you're doing is helping to make an impact in your in your audience and with your ideal clients. So really kind of think about what message you want to be known for, who you want to help, and you know, have that that passion and drive behind it to show up as you authentically, and that will help in all those ways. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And I think sharing value is something that we hear all of the time. And I know that it feels we know, again, going back to it, we know that that's what we need to do. But sometimes we don't know where to start providing value. So, you know, you're talking about, okay, yes, provide value to our audience. We do know that. We know, I mean, maybe people don't, but we, (laughs) by now, by 2023, we do know that that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be showing up, practicing and adding value. But sometimes it is hard to start doing that because we don't know what that might mean for our audience. So what tips do you have to start providing value today? to our customers, to our audiences? Yeah, that's a really great question because yeah, we hear this like phrase value added content. Like what does that value led content, what does that mean? So for a start, I never sell on my store on my main feed, like very, very rarely. Um, you know, I follow all the kind of coaching I've had, all the marketing specialists that I've spent time with. Um, 5% of the time should be when you're selling on your main feed. The rest of it is value led content. I'll go on to explain that in a second. Where you sell is in your stories. And that's where people get to know you behind the scenes. They get to really get to know you as a brand and, you know, who you are as a family person or, you know, you like sports. Um, And then you can sell every single day in your stories. But your your value-led content is all about working out the problems and desires of your audience. And I would start there. So if I, this is something that I coach in every program that I do. Write down your, work out who your ideal client is, and then write down a list of all their problems that they're going through at the moment and everything in their life that they desire. And you'll see that things fall into categories. You'll see, okay, so for example, if you're a mom who wants to help with um, mindset tips to help, you know, busy moms just get through the day, like it's crazy, crazy life. You know, you can write down all the things that that ideal client, that mom is going through, And all the things she wants to achieve, for example, like time for herself, she wants to be able to afford to go and get her nails done regularly. She wants to um, just have a break. You know, it's like all those things. And you can start building your content around those things. And that's the really kind of basic, basic framework to like working out what value led content is. But it's all about the other person. It's not about you. Um, it's about creating content where your audience come across your feed and then your, your future audience come across your feed and they see what you are posting and go, oh my gosh, was she in my head? Like, does she is she reading my mind? Because that is exactly how I was feeling. That is exactly what I needed to hear. That's exactly what I was thinking. And then they're going to hit follow. And this is how you grow and attract 
your dream prospects to your business. If you want to grow a huge social selling business, you have to be focusing on attracting the right people and you have to be focusing on helping those people. And the secret comes in nurturing those people because, you know, I did a post on my Instagram a while ago. It was like, you might have the best collagen with the most incredible science proven results in the world. But if I don't like you or know you, I ain't buying it. <laughs> it's so true. We have to build that whole no like and trust factor. And you do that through establishing your authority and establishing trust through the value in your content and nurturing your audience that way. People are far more likely to buy or far more likely to join your team if you do that. It's just the... It's the success and our companies aren't teaching us this, you know, and I'm like hopefully filling the gap here. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, we think about our own personal experience with Instagram. Why do we hit the follow button on somebody, right? It's because the experience is exactly what you described. We are watching their stories or we see a reel or we see a post from them and we resonate exactly with what they just said. And that's why we we hit the follow button. So if we can replicate that and do that, then we will see our circle of influence grow for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Influence and authority. And, you know, you can value led content doesn't have to necessarily be educational. It can be entertaining. You can make people laugh, just put a smile on their face and get them through the day. But it's, you know, just helping them in some way, basically. So what is your best advice on how listeners can make the biggest impact on those around us in this new year? How can we impact our businesses, our families, our our lives? How can we do that this year? What is your best advice for 2023? Okay, I love this question. I'm so glad you asked it because my biggest, biggest piece of advice, I've got three things actually that I always help my clients with and it's all over my Instagram it's what I'm shouting from the rooftops my three tips are number one build a personal brand number two start an email list and number three get some sort of income strategy in place which means that you are not just using your social media platform to make money around your network marketing company you have to get smart it could vanish overnight you know I had a I had my ID taken away literally overnight for circumstances that were not in my control in a previous company. It's so scary, you know, we're not in control of um, you know, what our company does. We're just borrowing, like we're borrowing a franchise basically. Email lists, again, same sort of thing with social media. We are borrowing that space on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, whatever it is. We have to take control of your own contacts. When you have an email list and you can build that with a lead magnet that's perfect for your clients or your audience, you can really nurture that audience and really grow your authority. But personal brand, I've kind of gone in reverse here. Personal brand is the thing that is going to make you stand out. Like I said before, you have to, you know, stand out amongst the vast competition of all the other social sellers, not just in your company, but across the world. People don't want to see just products on their feed. They don't want to be sold to. It's boring. It's of no value to them. You have to build a personal brand. And this is so much fun because you get to be really creative. I love social media. I feel really aligned with Instagram. I understand it. Um, you know, I love creating content and it's where really like my creative side comes out. 
And we can have so much fun with that and showing up as ourselves. And I would absolutely advise that everybody starts to think about creating their personal brand um, along with those, those other two things as well. But email lists as well would be a close second because that as a sort of safety net is absolutely essential. Everyone needs to be doing that, whether you've been in network marketing day one or a thousand days, you need to be definitely building an email list for sure. Yes. And we've all heard it and everybody is thinking, yes, yes, I have that on my to-do list. Get it done, right? <laughs> it's not that it's really, really not that difficult. And I think the mistake that a lot of people make, and I made it too, I get it, was that I had to be a long way further down the road before I did it. And you don't, you can give so much away for free. You could just do a PDF, you could create a done for you Canva, give a discount code. It could really be that simple. And a list of podcasts that you love to listen to, something that your ideal audience would really kind of benefit from. Just just get it done and get it out there as a link in your bio, collect the emails, go to MailerLite, set it up for free, off you go. <laughs> That's right. And you're making it sound so simple because it is. It just is scary to take that first step. It sounds overwhelming. It sounds yes. too hard, but it can be done. You can do it. If yes. I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> Same, here. <laughs> Same here. All right, Helen, this has been so great. For me personally, I've loved listening to your tips and it's been such an enjoyable and enlightening conversation. And I love all of your advice. But how can listeners get in touch with you and listen to your podcast, take advantage of your coaching services and just follow you? Oh, thanks, Tiffany. I have just loved connecting with you. I, know, I really want to stay in touch because I think you're amazing. Um, so I go to my Instagram at Helen Thacker. Um, I've actually had a free, I've just released it today as we're recording this. It's a free two-day workshop all about how to grow your dream, um, your audience of dream prospects. And I just really know so many people are going to get help from that. I really want to try, I'm on a mission to change this industry. So I really want to help give as much value-led content as possible. So I'm doing a free workshop that's coming up. It's in the link. If you go and find me on Instagram, come say hi. Um, yeah, my Millionaire Mindset Women podcast is, is also where you'll find me and my Millionaire Mindset Women Facebook group. Um, but yeah, please, I love to chat. I'm in my DMs all the time. You know, um, I do have a couple of virtual assistants, but it's me in the DMs. So please come and say hi and ask me any questions. I'd love to help. I love this so much. Thank you so much for being such a leader in the industry and for encouraging women that we can do this and we can take charge of our, of our lives, of our finances, of our social selling businesses. So thank you for all that you do to help all of us women be just better versions, more amazing versions of our already amazing selves. So thank you so much, Helen, for being on the show. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.